Blockbuster Rejects, two former employees of Blockbuster Video who still love renting and watching movies. We reminisce about the Blockbuster experience and do spoiler-free movie reviews of new releases and old favorites. So I met this girl. I asked her to dinner in a movie. She asked, what do you have in mind? So I said, Make it a Blockbuster night and a border night too. Go to Taco Bell, buy tacos or burritos and a medium drink. Get a free Blockbuster video. Get a coupon for a two-for-one Blockbuster video rental when you buy food and a medium drink at Taco Bell. Cross the border! Alright everyone, thank you for tuning in to Blockbuster Rejects. We just watched our favorite Taco Bell Blockbuster commercial, which clearly I'm being sarcastic because I, I don't remember it either. I, I don't remember it. But Taco Bell, you had some today. Yep, I. that's why I picked that one. <laughs> Tried the old uh, fried chicken shell chalupa thing that they have. I don't know if you ever heard, but uh, Kristen said they are discontinuing that. Like, it's going to be off the menu starting March. Hmm. It was, it was a short run, but they think it'll be back. <laughs> it was good as hell, but... Hmm. I mean, I am i don't care. We've got Muddy Taco in Buffalo, so... Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it was classic 90s, you know, like... They... <laughs> I don't know what to say it's about it. A cool little jingle, you know? Like. <laughs> Just the way they dressed and, you know, how the chick's hair was. And... Yep, and his hair. Yep. I can't believe I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any of the ones we've seen so far. I'm beginning to wonder if I ever saw a Blockbuster commercial ever. Yeah, maybe not. Hmm. What are you going to do? So, I hung out with Luce, one of our buds... And we talked about Blockbuster a tiny bit. He just he mentioned the the Sobe kid. The Sobe kid. He would pay with change out of his Sobe bottles. Apparently, hmm. I actually don't remember that. Regardless of that specific person, do you have? I mean, do you want to just talk about reg regulars? Yeah, <clears throat> trying trying to. Do you, do you have any regulars? I'm trying to think of some regulars that I would uh, have a story to tell. The only one I can think of is K-Pax. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. There's a classic K-Pax story. <laughs> <laughs> but other than really that, I mean, the only reason I remember him is because there's a funny story to go with it. But, I mean, it, either it's been too long or I just don't remember. I'm sure there were regulars that just... I, mean, we had a I recognized when I was working, but yeah. nothing stood out about him. Stood out a lot more then. I mean, I have him in my mind, but it's like just, oh, that old guy that came in and rented games. Like, a guy in his 60s renting games every day, it seemed like. Oh, yeah? Games, huh? Yeah. He was a big gamer. Like, PS2 era? Uh, PS2, probably, actually, he got into PS3. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was, he was big into games okay I, I, a guy who couldn't picture sitting there playing games and he was playing games just an old looked like an old gas man gas attendant it's probably ripping them somehow and selling them on the black market no he was playing them man oh yeah mm-hmm. call of duties stuff like that get racing anything 
It's crazy. For me, games, like, the games I like, I need for a really long time. I, I couldn't rent it and be happy. I need to keep re-renting it, and at that point, you're just wasting money. He might have been a Game Pass guy, like a Movie Pass Game Pass, the swap thing. Mm-hmm. So keep it as long as you want and just bring it back when you're done. Which is awesome. They did that? Yeah. Like a month, you pay 25 bucks, and you can just... Like those people that got the movie pass that would take it home, burn it, and be back that same day to get more. Right, but they there, there wasn't late fees involved with that. You had to, you couldn't, or you could keep them for as long as you yeah, wanted. If you, if you want to keep a, a game for a month, you can. You just pay twenty four ninety nine to do it. Or if you beat the game in two days, you come back get another game. You said to bring. So one. you just get, it's like one at home at a time, basically. Yep. yep. I mean, they had two at a time versions and maybe even three at a time versions, but. Hmm. Yeah. That was pretty. That was after my time. That that was where it was at, honestly. If you, for the people that watch movies, I mean, like, we had people that were in like you know seven days a week to rent movies. They were spending like almost five bucks a pop. Be like, why don't you get this? And then boom. Mm-hmm. We had people like the the burner people or people that just have nothing better to do with their, themselves. They would come back three times a day, and get two more movies. Crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess just we'll talk about the K-Pax guy. Let me talk about that guy. There'd be a guy. Let's let's liken it to a movie that's out now. What, what's our example? The mm-hmm. Lego Batman movie? Yep. I mean, that's, that's pretty fresh, but we'll get the point across with the Lego Batman movie. He'd come in... And I don't know how often he did it. I remember K-Packs. He might have done it a bunch of times, but came in asking for K-Packs, and it's still in theaters. Very new. You know, that's like coming in and asking for the Lego Batman movie at Blockbuster. Obviously, we don't have that yet. Mm-hmm. Movies go on a theatrical run and then go... I don't even know the timeline. I think there's a set timeline, but sometimes I feel like Movies that didn't do so hot come out way earlier than other yeah, movies. Yeah. Probably to maximize its, uh, you know, the money you can rake in from it. Yeah. We'll say, like, a few months. Mm-hmm. So, he'd come in. Y- 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 you guys got K-Packs? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't remember my reaction, but... It just turned into a thing, and we, we still say it to this day. You guys got K-Packs. Yeah, I, I don't remember specifics, but I can vouch for that guy doing it a lot. Like, if maybe not in the sense that he would ask for, about movies coming out that were in, the, in theaters right now. But oh, yeah. He would constantly up, ask for movies. Come like, up and be like, you guys got Assassins? You guys got Troy? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of times... Not just this guy, but in general, it would be because it's a new movie, and mm-hmm. then you'd you'd ask if you had it in the back, you know, in the bin, mm-hmm. like if someone had returned it before we put it back on the shelf. You know, once in a while, you'd get lucky, and oh yeah, we got it back here because we mm-hmm. just didn't put it back on the shelf yet. Yeah. Gotta ask. They had rain checks for a while. I remember that. Like things would be out of stock, you get you get it for free. Mm-hmm. And that was lame. Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks. 
obviously I wanted to watch it tonight. And we had people that I suspect would just ask about everything out of stock and the chance they could get a rain check. <laughs> I don't think I've ever noticed that, but maybe the rain checks were after me. I don't know. All right, tonight we're going to be re- reviewing Reanimator and Arrival. And you want to just get right into that? Yeah, we can di- dip in. If we think of something else, we can circle back. Sure thing. Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn, and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you? brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the 6 to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. <laughs> But lately, they're getting out of hand. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? You? 15 cc's of reagent being Once you wake up the dead, you've got a real mess on your hands. Homer, you're insane! Now what happened? I had to kill him! He's dead? Not anymore. Herbert West brought a lot of dead people back to life, and not one of them showed any appreciation. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr. West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head get a job in a sideshow? scare you to pieces first reanimator yeah it was my choice uh we go we kind of alternate with the old movies that we review we pick one week and the other guy picks the, the other week and it's mine i try and pick movies we both try to pick movies the other hasn't seen yet so keep it fun keep it fresh reanimator released october 18th 1985 Clocking in at an hour and 26 minutes, rated R. And there's an unrated version. I think that's the one we watched, because I looked into it, and it wasn't much different. You think we watched the unrated? Yeah. Really? I think it's just a little longer. I think ours clocked in at 144. Hmm. I thought we might have watched the 125, and then there was a 144. I don't know, dude. But I, I did... It doesn't matter. What I looked in the internet, and there's not really much difference. Just like certain scenes are a little longer, and mm-hmm. you know, not even more explicit. The specific scene I'm talking about, I'm thinking of, is really not that much longer than I thought yeah. it was. <laughs> Has a 7.2 rating on IMDb, 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 82% audience score. Those are fairly high. Yes, I thought. $900,000 budget. It grossed $2 million. Which, that surprises me. Even though I like it and it's good, 
it's just not for the masses, you know? Like, you wouldn't think yeah. it would make much money. That, that's shocking. Not sure if those numbers that I find are uh, DVD sales and stuff like that. Because I'm sure that's like yeah. a nice chunk. Directed by Stuart Gordon, who also wrote the screenplay. He did From Beyond, Dolls, Castle Freak. And he wrote the movie The Dentist. Really? <laughs> Remember that one? Dolls was awesome, I thought. If I don't think I've seen if it. That's what I'm thinking of. It was right before this one, I think. It scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Nice. Written by H.P. Lovecraft, the story was. I'm just going to read mm-hmm. just snippets from uh, the old wik- Wikipedia. He was virtually unknown and... Uh, published only in pulp magazines before he had died in poverty, but is now regarded as one of the most significant 20th century authors in his genre. Hmm. I've heard the name, but I, I don't know much about him. Yeah, he was born in 1890 and you know died in the 30s, I believe. Call of Cthulhu and The Shadow Over Innsmouth. Never heard of him, but those are his two most highly regarded works. And this story, it's called Herbert West Reanimator. It was in 1922. It was in an amateur publication homebrew. Like as like a chapter kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not- notable as one of the first depictions of zombies as scientifically reanimated corpses with animalistic and uncontrollable temperaments. Nice. Lovecraft claimed to be unhappy with the work, writing it only because he was being paid $5 per installment. He didn't like that he had to make a cliffhanger end and recap the beginning of each episode or whatever you want to call it. And Lovecraft scholar S.T. Joshi claims it is Lovecraft's poorest work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, basic plot. Uh, Herbert West is a scientist who, we don't see him invent this serum. He already just has it. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the... the uh, Neon green stuff. <laughs> the formula is what I was trying to say. Uh, yeah, it's in this weird syringe, and it's always glowing, which, you know, it's a cool effect. And you compared it to Mountain Dew. Yep. <laughs> like yeah, the color very, of it. And yeah, it, it looks very Mountain dew Glowing Mountain Dew. It's If you inject it <laughs> into an animal or a person, he, he, uh, they reanimate. Uh, basically, that's the plot. You know, he tries it out, and he wants to like he, he wants to be become known for this. He wants it to work right. He doesn't want the corpses to be, you know, that was weird to animalistic me. and I uncontrollable. Almost, I almost thought that he was supposed to be a bad guy, like just mm-hmm. seeing the cover and just my my. Uh, Guess going in was that he was going to be a bad guy, but he didn't seem like a bad guy. Just no, to... I mean the jerk was the uh, the the opposing doctor guy. Yeah, just a scientist trying to break new ground. Yep. The uh, tagline: "It will scare you to pieces." I didn't see that many pieces of. No, doesn't make sense. Bodies, body parts in the movie. Uh, he moves in with this other doctor at this college, and, and he was 
the other doctor posted like a, a room for rent and this doctor is dating like the dean's daughter or something mm-hmm. so he's in this guy's house so they're all kind of interconnected with the college there's the cast is not that large there's like seven people <laughs> basically in the movie it's a, it's it's a pretty low budget film obviously so it stars uh, Herbert Oh, no, that's Herbert West is the character. I did that before. Jeffrey Combs. Did that last week. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs, Bruce Abbott, Barbara Crampton, David Gale. Uh, Bruce Abbott is the guy that he rents the room from, and Barbara Crampton is his fiance or girlfriend, who's the dean's daughter, and then David Gale's the, the rival, you know, older... Was he a professor or something? Yeah, I think he, he was teaching a class. Yeah. He said, I'm going to love to fail you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, right from the get-go, the soundtrack. I wanted to mention this. Oh, yeah. By Richard Band. I remember when I started watching with Eric, I was like, oh, yeah. I I remember before it even the music started, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Someone ripped this song off. Like, I knew there was some kind of correlation between some other movies, music, and this one. And then once I started listening to it, I'm like, yeah, okay. And I was trying to think of what I was talking about. And then it was the other way around where this guy ripped off Psycho, the music from Psycho. But then when you, when I looked into it, obviously everything's on the internet. The guy, it was more of a tribute to that, mm-hmm. not, not a ripoff. interview i read that he was like oh it was very intentional so it was basically it worked i liked it yeah it was cool it was like a popular version of the psycho theme mm-hmm. so i'll play it in the, in the uh intro to this or hell i'll do maybe put it as a background the whole time that'd be great <laughs> put it on the loop <laughs> but yeah bernard herman was the uh, psycho uh score creator nice um. Yeah, Barbara Crampton. When I first watched this movie, whatever year it was, it, I didn't watch it when it was brand new. I mean, this movie came out in 1985. We were six years old. 
so. could, have, could have seen if it was on HBO, but... <laughs> you wouldn't have been allowed. Nah, I'm pretty sure I would have been allowed. You, you had your little room. They didn't really bother you too much. Nope. Are you watching an R-rated movie? Are there boobs in it? There were some boobs. I always have the back channel back to MTV. One, one button. Nicely Boom, done. MTV. So Barbara Crampton played Leanna Love in Young and the Restless. And I knew, I recognized her from that. Like, I used to watch Young and the Restless because my mom watched it. And it was on this Canadian channel after dinner. Instead of when you'd normally watch a soap opera. You know, it's usually 12, 30. When yeah. Obviously, we're, we're in school and shit. But she always watched it 5.30. And to be able to watch TV, we had to watch it with them. You know, like that, that, whatever was on is what we watched. And, you know, as a kid, I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll watch it. And then you get into it. And Leanna Love, <laughs> she's, she's, she's hot. You know, what are you going to do? So going into that movie, I'm like, I, oh, yeah, what is she from? Oh, yeah, Young and the Restless. And then sure enough, she shows her boobs pretty early in the movie. I was like, yes, <laughs> Leanna <laughs> loves boobs. Boom. <laughs> I don't remember how old I was when I first watched it, but it was it was fun for for me to experience that. And I looked into it. She's all, she was also in Bold and the Beautiful and Guiding Light. Wow! Didn't know that about her. And not passions. Is no as far as movies she was in, other than newer ones, she's she's you know been active ever since. Uh, Body Double. Which was before this movie, and I think all the other ones I'm going to mention are after. Uh, Chopping Mall, From Beyond, Puppet Master, and Castle Freak. So, From Beyond and Castle Freak are both by this Stuart Gordon guy, so I think he liked her. Was Castle Freak a full moon feature? I believe so. I feel like it was. I feel like I may have seen it also. Yeah, it looked familiar. But there, you know, obviously there's a bunch of other ones, and I just... Whatever. Whatevs. Uh, the other two guys have I've never seen them in stuff and nothing notable when I looked at their, their <clears throat> roster. For which ones? The the other doctor dudes. Oh yeah. Oh, and there was a character, the uh, the guard of the morgue. That guy was useless, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he was reading boudoir. <laughs> <laughs> like. Anytime anyone needed to like access it without real permission, he would conveniently just go take a break, and no one replaced them. And okay, all right, we're in here now. <laughs> <laughs> the the what do you call that paper mache doctor head? Like he he's going in there, he's like creeping in there, he's just like, all right, break time. <laughs> um, so Herbert West, uh. We don't know. We don't know if he actually killed the cat or not. But he claims that it was dead. It suffocated somewhere, and he kept it in the fridge when when they confronted him about it. He's like, "Hey, listen, I I didn't want it to just just rot, and you know, I'm, that's why I kept it in here. I was gonna tell you, and then you know, we don't we don't know if he was lying or not. I don't think he killed it. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. It wasn't explained. It wasn't... You'd think you'd, we'd find out by the end. But like you said, he seemed like a bad guy from just, like, looking at the movie cover and you, he was creepy. Mm-hmm. But it turns out he was just a guy, so he probably didn't. 
No, he seemed he seemed genuine. There was a part he was human. But he used he used the serum on the cat, and yeah. then that's when he discovers it works right, and it was weird. I made a joke because at some point the the dead in quotation marks cat that's a, that's reanimated was on his back attacking him, <laughs> but. Obviously, it wasn't a real attacking cat, so he had to pretend like it was like, hurting him. And you could tell he was just like, you know, the camera was kind of moving around. And he was just, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it's mostly, I don't know, I, I was looking on online, and it classified it as a comedy along with a horror movie, but there wasn't real much, a lot of comedy in it. It just seemed... It was kind of goofy, like, just because yeah, yeah. it was... But it was because it was low budget. And... I feel like it, it wouldn't have been labeled comedy back then. Right. So... But I can see that now. Yeah. I'm sure the, a lot of the following laugh at it when they watch it. So, like I said, it's, it's not a large cast. You know, there's bodies that get reanimated... Like at the morgue, so there's only a limited number, and the the girl's dad gets, you know, affected by it too. Um, it's it was actually I, it was not as good as I remember it, you know. When did when did you last see it? Like, had you last seen it? I don't know. It was probably like, like ten, ten, fifteen years ago. I don't mm. know. Nice. I mean, it was it was a pretty old movie by the time I saw it. But you don't watch it every few years just to refresh it. It's actually been a long time since you had seen it. Yeah, I I hadn't watched it for a long time. Do you think that movie makes a lot of top blank lists for horror movies? Is it like that kind of famous? I mean, I've heard of it. If, and I knew. It was I wouldn't famous. say top tens, but maybe if we're getting to the top twenties, top thirties, maybe. All right. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Would it make yours? Top 20? Are we talking like zombie movies? Eh, like, well, I don't know. What do you, what do you, what just do you, horror movies? You, you say it's called... What do you, what would you? What genre would you call it? Just horror. I mean, I what guess it's a zombie movie, but... I mean, well, zom- zombie movies in general are like kind of more the masses are... are you know. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you just say horror, you can throw zombie movies in that top 20 as well as this kind of movie that or any kind of movie that's horror-y. I mean, top 20. One of these days, because we always ask each other about our, like, top lists. One of these days, we're going to compile this shit, and we're going to know <laughs> for sure when where these movies we're land. We're going to be like, yes, it is. It's number 38. <laughs> like, it'll be kind of weird because there's a bunch of movies we should have seen but haven't yet, you know, that kind of thing. And what, I bet if we ever do that, that list thing, we're going to, like, find a bunch of movies that we just need to see. True. And we might review on the podcast. Top 20 for sure. Top 10. That's fair. Little dicey there. Yeah, that, that's a tall order. <clears throat> There's a... I'm, I don't want to give away the plot, and I don't, I don't want you to know what's coming, but there's a cool part involving our leading lady... And a corpse that wants to get with her. And it's memorable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's all I'll say. Unforgettable, really. (laughs) Unforgettable. For that scene alone, it'll give like an extra, like, star rating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. What is your rating, ho? I'm going to go 2.6. What? It's less than a three-star three, three star movie to you? Yeah, it was, it was. After two watches, I was like, all right. 2.6. Ho. I was going 3.7. There you go. That is a top 20 for sure for you. Maybe even a top 10. <laughs> In fact, I think it... Going into it, I was remembering it as a four four star movie, but then I watched it. And I'm like, eh, it's not that good. It's and you you've good. seen you've seen all the sequels and such. I I de- I definitely have seen them. They're I don't remember if they're good or not, honestly. So mm-hmm. they probably weren't because I don't remember. I, like I know I looked into it because I definitely wanted to see them. For some reason, I thought there was going to be even another one. There's I... a bride bride of reanimator that was. 1990, I think, and then, the, like, a bunch of years went by before they, like, it's Beyond Reanimator, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. 2.6 isn't bad. I don't know. I My baseline is 3. Yeah. Like, if it's good enough, it's 3. It was, yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be, gotta be real to myself. Alright, hey. It was, it was, it was. You're a, you're a tough critic. It was a, it was a fun watch. Probably be a while before I revisit it. 12 unidentified objects have landed around the world. Colonel? You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one. What do they want? Where are they from? Dr. Banks? That's a proper introduction. Critics everywhere are praising Arrival. Time Magazine raves it's big, grand, and wondrous. They're not our enemy. It's a masterpiece you won't stop talking about. And now it's 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I need to go back in. What is she doing? You trust me. Arrival. Rated PG-13. Going into the... Oh, I did it. What'd you do? It's not called the arrival. Oh. It's just arrival. Going to arrival. November eleventh, two thousand sixteen. Eight point one on IMDb. Ninety four percent tomato meter. Eighty two percent audience score. We did some good movies this week. Yes, those are solid ratings. Ninety four percent. Eighty two is pretty low. I thought. 82 is which one? The uh, audience score, you know, uh, like yeah. the user, mm-hmm. like how t- Rotten Tomatoes works is the, the tomato meter is r- critics, you know, if they, if they think it's a three star movie, at least three, three stars, it's, it's a go. And that's 94% of critics said, yes, it's a good movie because hmm. they didn't, that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's 94% like that's that good. I mean, it can mean that, but like. Let's say they all rated it 3.0. It's still 94%. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's kind of it's a, it's a weird rating system. I kind of like it cuz it doesn't necessarily mean it's an amazing movie. It just means it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's more telling when it's really low. I think we watched one of those didn't we? Cuz you got to you got to really not like it for it to be less than 3. I mean, I guess I guess if you're a critic, Reanimator is no good. Eh. Anyways, that's we'll move on. Forty-seven million dollar budget. Domestically, it made a hundred million dollars. Foreign, it made ninety-six point six million dollars. Almost two hundred million dollars it made. So it did well. It's amazing. Directed by Denise Villeneuve. Villeneuve. It's a French. French director. <laughs> he also did Prisoners, Enemy, Sicario. Sicario is the only one I've even heard of, even though they're like those other movies. There's like 
Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, they're sure. they're real movies. They're not just like you know French releases. Yeah. Like Jake Gyllenhaal was actually in both the other two. What were they called? Prisoners. Didn't see it. Eight point one on IMDb. Enemy six point nine on IMDb. And sounds, Sic- that sounds familiar. Sicario seven point six. I've seen Sicario. Didn't love it, but I did not see it. It wasn't for me. I like Benicio del Toro. It did have your boy. Screenplay written by Eric Heisner. He wrote Nightmare on Elm Street remake, Final Destination 5, The Thing remake, Hours, Lights Out, which I liked, and Arrival. So he's he's doing some stuff. It's based on a story called Story of Your Life by Ted Chiang. Didn't hmm. know it was based on anything. Me either. That was all original. It's got eight... Oscar nominations this year, or this coming Oscars. Best movie, best director, best adapted screenplay, cinematography, film editing, sound mixing, sound editing, production design, no acting nominations. Hmm. That's shocking. Usually the best movie, quote unquote, is best actor. actor, So none, none of that. That's why I think it won't win. La La Land will win all that shit, I think. You want to know why I think that? Because you saw it, and you loved it. Why would Why would it be because of anything that has to do with me? Just because it's your opinion. That's why it could... Uh, no. You want to know why? Because it, it, uh, it, it gives a portrait of the Hollywood exactly. lifestyle. Exactly. It's about the craft. <laughs> it makes sense. I, the critics, eat that shit up, man. I don't get into it all that much, but you threw me that hypothesis or theory, and I uh, I yummed it up. Makes sense. So if you're going to write a movie and you want to win. <laughs> Actors aside, I'm not sure if they'll win all that shit. I think La La Land is going to win Best Picture. That's just my opinion slash pre- uh, prediction. There are some acting roles up for things. Oh, yeah, they thing. all are, I'm pretty sure. Well, you know. The lead guys. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think any supporting actors are uh-huh. even nominated for that. They shouldn't be. Cause... And having seen it, did they? Uh, do you think any of those winners will get it? The acting? I mean, we're like, whoa. You were. You mean um, Ryan Gosling and yeah. Emma Stone? Yeah. I haven't seen the other movies. I don't think. Literally, I haven't seen any of the other ones, I think, other mm-hmm. than Arrival. So I don't mm-hmm. know. They did fine. I mean, yep. they sang and danced. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better. Yeah. They show their talents. Yeah. yeah. Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker didn't write any of the other people down because I don't even care what they were in the movie. Yeah, that probably makes sense. I mean, they're just kind of background. It's Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, and I mean Forrest Whitaker even is just a guy. Mm-hmm. He's the one that. Uh, recruits Amy Adams' character. Um, so the, the basic plot is 12 different alien spacecrafts just arrive in corners of the world. And the the human race is just trying to figure the shit out. And you can go inside of it. Apparently, I was reading the reason there's, like, increments when they go in is, like, the, the air runs out in there. So they have to kind of, like, leave and they can't, they'll, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Adams is a linguist who I I don't remember they used like they referred to some other thing that she did that it was like, like a Farsi language. Yeah, they like she like saved the day and was able to 
They didn't really. I mean, they mentioned it, but they didn't really give us anything. Yeah. So I mean, she did something that had to do with language. She had she had some kind of clearance to be able. Right. To... So Forrest Whitaker's, you know, whatever he was in the military, he was the one that came and like hired her. Like said, all right, we're gonna get her in here, and you know, she's gonna try and translate what they're saying. And it just sounded like static. Yeah. There. He's like, how would you go about translating this? And she's like. <laughs> Hmm. Were they speaking? Do they have mouths? Like, how many were there? You know, it just sounded like, you know, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, she she was like, I don't know. She's like, I gotta, I gotta be there. <laughs> yeah, she had to be there. So so she got, you know, carted in there. And there was some kind of weird, once they got into the craft, there was some kind of weird, just like, barrier between the aliens and, and you know, there was like, what, six of them that went in there every time? Not just Amy Adams. And, yeah. Jeremy Renner, and they brought in a a bird. Yep. And we wondered why, and then it turns out it was just kind of like to, if the bird's alive, then we could probably be alive too. Yeah. Kind of thing. If the bird's dead, then we should probably wonder what's going on with the mm-hmm. air. And so she eventually like kind of gets through to them by using like a whiteboard. Like writing her name on it and pointing to herself, and then writing his name on it and pointing to him and. They had these weird ways of communicating. It looked like kind of like an ink blot, like yep. round ink blots and like different like things coming off of it that eventually they figured out are different words. I mean, that part of it was cool. Like it was it's such a weird. It's definitely not Independence Day. Nope. You know, because you don't I didn't know anything going in about it. I didn't either at all. If you're expecting Independence Day, like a, a battle with aliens, d- don't watch this movie or don't expect it. <laughs> I, I read that in a review, literally. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone said that. It's it's definitely science fiction, but it's more of a drama. Um, let's see what what can we say without really giving it away? Because it's mind bending to say the least. Yeah, but it really isn't until the end. Yeah. I want to like compare it to Donnie Darko, but Donnie Darko fucks with you the whole fucking time. Yeah, that movie's weird. <laughs> like this one is like pretty normal until the end, and like afterwards you have to go on the internet and just try and figure out what the hell I just watched. Which doesn't—that it's not a bad thing. When I say it like that, it sounds like oh well, then that's stupid. I like it if it makes sense in the end. Yeah, I mean it made sense, but you had to kind of just. Use the internet. <laughs> well, as I'm saying, if, if after the internet, it makes sense to me a little bit. It's like, okay. Right. No, yeah, that's what I, Okay, I see what you're saying. But I'm saying, though, like, you you think you had, had you have, a, like, a theory in your mind about what just happened, and then you go on the internet and, like, kind of confirms or, like, mm-hmm. kind of changes what you thought, and then, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a good movie. But it, it was kind of slow to get there. Like you wondered what the hell, you know, what was actually happening. Mm-hmm. It's hard to review a movie without like this, a movie like this without spoiling it. And that's what we do here. We don't want you to know what happens in a movie just from listening to us. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you. Mm-mm. I recommend it if you need action. You know. 
whatever. Don't watch this. Don't bother. If you like movies that you need to think about, give it a shot. What do you give it? I'm going to go 3.5. What did I end up writing down? 3.1. A little bit better. A little bit better than the baseline good movie. That's that's fair. That's fair. 3.5, you said? Yeah. I like to keep track. I mean, not that I can't just listen to the tape. So, Reanimator got, let's see, 5, 6.3. And Arrival got 6.6. That's fair. Which is kind of funny like reanimator is a shitty <laughs> b movie <laughs> to us is barely a little less better than arrival which was 47 million dollars and it made 200 million dollars hey that's that's office. movies for you yeah movies are all about intent to me like if it's super bad but it's still like done well and the characters were likable i it can it, the quality can suck if as long as it's good <laughs> as long as it's good. I mean, Clerks sucked, but it was good. Yeah. Clerks. Came up again. We love Kevin Smith on this podcast. Oh, apparently. All right. What, um, so what's uh, on tap for next week, just to get that out of the way? Is that when we get that out of the way? Snowpiercer. Boom. That's a whole, that's a whole pick. I don't... I know zero... Information about Snowpiercer. I just found it on Netflix. One. I'm just—it's on Netflix. It was on Netflix. That's where I bumped into it. I just said, "All I right." Saw it. So I'm just gonna watch it. Not even gonna look into it. I'm just gonna watch it. That's the way to do it. Which that's what I do. kind of excites me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like Arrival. I don't know if I would have expected one movie and got that. You know, some people wouldn't enjoy that, but I—that's cool. And what about the new movie, Doctor Strange? Oh yeah. I saw it in the theater, so I I know what I'm getting into with that. Yeah, I thought I, was, I thought the previews looked pretty cool, but I it's a cool movie. I don't know much about the story. I don't know much about you know you know I'm going into it kind of cold, except for I've seen the preview. Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think right. that's a good lineup. All right, we're doing a uh, at the end of our podcasts, we do a game. We go from one actor to another, but in between of saying actors, we're naming movies. So, actor, movie, actor, movie, actor, movie. We'll try and go from Jeffrey Combs to what? <clears throat> Jeremy Renner, because he's Hawkeye. <laughs> we can probably get there. Sure. I know some things he's in. <clears throat> All right. All right. I'll, so, I'll say Frighteners. Michael J. Fox. Okay. If I say Back to the Future, do you know someone in that? Christopher Lloyd. Okay. Um, things to do in Denver when you're dead. What the hell's that guy's name? Andy Garcia. Ocean's Eleven. Brad Pitt. Fight Club. <laughs> We do it all the time. <laughs> Laugh at our stupid. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay, you said Fight Club. Yeah. Ed Norton. Uh, Primal Fear. 
Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Mm, pretty woman. Gotta go with Julia Roberts. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, doesn't help for the game, but it'll keep it going. Um, you know, we could have got it way quicker. Really? Yeah. But I'll Ocean's start. 12. <laughs> There's a lot of people. I know, but I don't even... Just George Clooney, I guess. I'm, I'm assuming he was in 12 as well. He totally was. <laughs> he was in 13 as well. Oh, they made a 13? Mm-hmm. All right, George Clooney... George Clooney, right? I don't know. It's, I mean, on paper, this game sounds easy, but to have to think of it on the spot, it's like, man. Yeah, seriously. George Clooney's famous as hell, but... George Clooney. Um, Three Kings. <sighs> I know the movie, but... can't picture who's in it. Alright. We lost. Boo. Who's in Three Kings again? Mark Wahlberg, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. That's not <laughs> who I would have thought of. I already forgot where we. I could have went before. Oh, you knew that? There was a definite... Could have gone there? It had to do with... Um, yeah, Brad Pitt, Seven, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, Avengers. Yep. I don't know if she's in the Avengers. I know, like, if we want Iron Man and then... No, she was. Yeah, and then Hawkeye is in Avengers. Yep. What else was he? Uh, I guess he was in SWAT. Yeah, I... You wouldn't have got that one. Well, maybe, but... If I said Colin Farrell, would you have said SWAT? No, I would not have remembered SWAT. <laughs> and if I said uh, Samuel Jackson, there's no way you were saying this. Well, you could have said Avengers on that. Yeah, one. but we didn't get to him anyways. But. Yeah, yeah, we're all for six. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> I thought we'd be like zip zip. Zoom. At least afterwards, we know what we could have done. Like it was possible. We just neither of us were on the same page, or we thought of it afterwards. We'll get it one of these times. Yeah, we're gonna throw a party. Yeah, when we finally do. Mm -hmm. All right, so tune in next time. I I, I used to say every week. Um, I'm just gonna say next time. I don't I don't want to promise that we're gonna be a weekly thing. I want to be, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. We have lives. We have another podcast. Not too much. Look that up if you haven't yet. Uh, next time we're gonna do Snowpiercer and Doctor Strange, and it's gonna be a hell of a time. I'm liking liking that lineup there. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Peace.